0: hey there listener you are listening to heaving bosoms the podcast where two best friends recap and review romance novels while desperately trying to stay on track this week we are finishing up the unleashing with all of the sexy times you can handle there's a trip to valhalla there is a magical goddamn dog buckle up let's do this
1: Hey girl, hey! Oh no, don't do that. What is that? <laughs> no one's that's, gonna like that. That's almost how I answered the phone. <laughs> that's awful. No hey, girl, one supports hey. that. No, 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 Hi, Aaron. Hi. no. Hi, Erin. Hi, Mel. See, that's how we say things. <laughs> Can I just say I got this whole new microphone set up this week? It's so Did exciting. Did you see the conversation on Facebook about naming my microphone? Oh yeah, my lord, Dick. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> this is from Elizabeth, and she's like, name your microphone. I'm like, I'm an adult, but, like, I'll name my microphone. Yeah, it's, props. Well, here it is. It's it's Richard, um, it's Lord Richard St. John, but spelled S-I-N-J-E-N. Oh, jeez. Of microphone. And then uh-huh. for a little bit, I'm going to call him my Lord Dick, and then after, <laughs> like, a couple days, we're going to settle into just calling him microphone, because that's what he's the duke of. I see. I see. Yep. I like it a Um, lot. I learned so much from historicals. (laughs) All right. So I want to talk about Cockygate.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. That's actually what we're going to do a bonus episode about um, for Patreon as
1: well. Okay. We can get more into it maybe on the Patreon.
0: No, I don't mind. I would love to talk about it here, too, because it's recoculus. No pun intended.
1: Here's the like, okay. I don't want to talk about the law stuff because I don't. Even though I'm You're a, not lawyer, a I'm not, lawyer, I'm not, I'm not right. that kind of lawyer, and I don't want to be like, this means this, and then have, like, someone, like, what What if I was like, this is this, and I'm a lawyer, and I know laws, and then, like, maybe Courtney Milan is like, actually, it's this. Actually, I would Aaron, literally implode like a dying star. Yeah, you would just, shrivel. You I would, just want her to be my friend. Yeah, don't it's true. And that's not a good way to get her to be my friend. No, so, you don't
0: want the first, uh, the first effort at friendship to end with you drinking out of the wrong goblet in no. Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh oh my God, that's
1: exactly what that would be, <laughs> is choosing the wrong goblet. That is, that is the perfect metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> but I did have a couple things to say because I feel like there's misconceptions and there's just one thing I, I want everybody to know. So thing number one is you. a lot of people are like, can she do this? Can Felina Hopkins do this? And the answer is always yes. Anyone can sue anyone in this country. If you look at me weird, I could write a filing and take it down to the court and say, Melody Carlisle looked at me weird, and I would like to sue her. And somebody would have to read that over there and be like, case dismissed. That's not a crime. Right. So the answer of like, can she do this? Can she apply for a trademark? Can she get a trade? Like the answer is always yes. Like can is always yes it's just whether or not they're gonna win and everybody gets due process like everyone gets to go to court like the judge can't just be like this is stupid i'm not even gonna hear this like the judge has to hear it that's the way our system works just wanted to say that
0: absolutely i think like when i when i text you back in all caps muppet style going (laughs) can she do this like what i mean is could this possibly go her way?
1: No, it's not even like I've seen a lot of Twitter be like, I can't believe the judge is even hearing this. There's a lot of people on Twitter that are like, we can't believe this even made it to a courtroom. And it's like, well, it had to make it to a courtroom. It's yeah. not completely frivolous. She's not saying these defendants looked at me weird. She's She's got a like a, a legit thing that can go to court. She just might not win. And so a lot of people are like, oh, my God, there's a hearing. Does that mean it's? You know, she gets this or that. And no, it's just, that's how it is. Does that make sense? Yes. That
0: makes a metric fuck ton of sense. Yeah. I mean, I just,
1: the thing that drives me
0: insane is that what I've read a lot about it from a totally non-lawyer's point of view, but one of the things that I read that really just bothered me to my core, because, you know, going through some of the filing myself, looking at the side-by-side of the, the book covers, looking at the side-by-side of a lot of this stuff, I was like, that says Felina Hopkins, and mm-hmm. that says a totally different human. Right. I don't understand what the question is here, because the fact that I want to read these books, the fact that I'm even looking into them, would probably lead someone to believe that I am, in fact, at least halfway <laughs> literate. Right. And I can read the author's name on the book cover.
1: Right. But her (laughs) claim is that romance readers are so dumb that they can't. And that And that's that's where she gets really stuck because she has to say, we're so dumb we can't tell these books apart in order to win her her claim here. So or her suit. Well
0: and honestly that's one of the things that makes me most nervous because this is this is going to be imbued with all of my assumptions about judges and courts and people in power and, like, the people who are going to be viewing all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, it makes me really nervous that probably, I don't know who is presiding over these proceedings, but it's probably going to be, I don't know, a white man between the age of 45 and 72. It is a and man. Like, I don't
1: know his, his race or ethnicity. Right.
0: But, like, that seems to me like, a, the best case scenario for her because who else would believe that, I don't know, sexually frustrated housewives wouldn't be able to tell the difference between two very different authors? That's what right. makes me nervous. Of course, none of that is true. And of course, you know, he could look at it as well and say, guys, this this definitely says two different authors and like, what the fuck's the problem? But. Right. It does make me nervous just because of, well, I mean, there's been so much coming out recently. There was another author that went after romance writers, you know, saying that the whole genre is not good fiction, like it's not even Mm -hmm. worthy of discussion and all of that sort of thing. So it makes me nervous that that has to be one of the cornerstones of her argument, just because I think it bolsters all of the misogynistic views that people have about romance as a genre and romance readers in particular.
1: Right. I would be, I would, have you read the transcript? No, I haven't. From the Mm -hmm. hearing. So we're recording this on June. What is it? Third. It is the third. Yep. Yeah. So we, they just did the injunction hearing, um, the preliminary injunction hearing. So I read the transcript that Courtney Milan had made. That's so great. that She like spent those dollars and did that. And the judge seemed to, I would be very optimistic about this judge's, good. Um, he made a lot of comments that were like, oh, it seems like these are very sophisticated. And part of his denial of her injunction claim was like, I don't think these readers are that dumb. And oh, he said some things that are very, that. Uh, that were very good. I don't know the right uplifting, optimistic. Okay. I don't know. Sure, like, sure, sure. I didn't, I read it and I was like, oh, he gets it. He understands that we're not dum-dums he understands that they're the dum-dums and you can tell this by their filings because her lawyer like it was just replete with typos and grammatical errors and like the romance writers lawyers I get that they're all technically romance writers but you understand what I'm saying but they're like the good guy lawyers were like had some had some great briefs uh, good filings all right so the second thing I wanted that's the first thing sorry guys we're in this for the long haul (laughs) The second thing I wanted to say was there's also a lot of Twitter stuff about, well, it's the same kind of thing. It's very like dismissive of like, there's no way we lose this. Like, this is going to get laughed out of court. Don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. Which is partially true. I think, I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic about this. But I think also I've been accused of things that I didn't do as a lawyer. It's kind of part of being a lawyer. You know, somebody who's involved in a case gets mad and is like, you know, she probably rigged the system or, you know, like those just frivolous things that you know that you're going to come out on the right side of. But when it's going on, it's the scariest thing in the world that you're being investigated for something, even if it's crazy. Like, these claims are sometimes like, she rode a dinosaur to court. You know, it's stuff that's not definitely not true, but it's still so, so scary when you're in the middle of it. And I think that some of those comments demean how horrible it's got to be to be sitting in the chair of the, the three people, well now two people involved in this lawsuit. Oh, of like completely. Being accused of taking Felina Hopkins books and plagiarism, basically, or, you know, just right. copying or not being a authentic author with your mm-hmm. own ideas. And that's got to be, and pouring all your money into this thing and having to sit in court and listen to somebody say that about you and know That while it's probably going to go one way, it could go the other way and ruin your whole career. I just, I feel like some of those comments aren't taking into, you know, they're supportive, but they're also kind of like, don't worry about it. And it's like, this is really, really, I can't imagine how stressful this is for them. I cannot imagine either. I would not be sleeping. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a
0: person if I were if I were on the other side of this, because it's also I mean, it's it's attacking their livelihood. It's attacking their identity as people, as professionals, as yeah. as um, humans who probably have integrity. You know what I mean? like, And not to mention,
1: it's a real, real serious possibility that the people involved in this are not going to be able to use their pen names in this lawsuit. So they are going to get outed. I don't know if that's the right word, but revealed as their real names. And for whatever reason, they wanted to hide those real names when they started publishing books. And it's maybe not going to happen that they get to keep their anonymity. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that because when I've been in that situation before and people are like, oh, Erin, why are you even worried about that? Why are you even stressed about that? Like, don't worry. Like, this is going to get laughed right. out of court. And it's like, those, those are supportive things, but they're also like, it's like a misunderstanding of how horrible it is. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think it can, it can definitely feel invalidating if heard at the wrong moment. It's crazy to me that sometimes... You know, I I feel like this a lot when I hear something and I'm like, maybe I'm just going insane. You know, you start questioning yourself instead of questioning everything else. So, Mm -hmm. (sighs) and then then I feel like as much as we can be, we've just got to be with them. Yeah. So, okay. So, well, and okay. The third thing
1: I was going to say,
0: um, the, one of the best things, I think, to come out of this whole situation is the collection that we're going to talk about in one of our oh, yeah. Patreon bonus episodes. We're definitely reading.
1: Well, I don't know if we're going to read all of Cocktails, both of us, for the Patreon, because it's a really long situation. It's beautifully situation, long. And yeah, we're already so many people reading the books for the podcast. It. But I think if both of us like pick three or four ones to read without telling the other one which ones we read maybe they'll overlap maybe they won't we can at least talk about some of them yeah I completely agree
0: and I um I mean I'm loving it I've read I've read quite a few and it's it's made me go like down the rabbit hole of um thinking about pre-ordering and you know whatever but yeah I bought it in both um, yeah, ebook and hard copy, because I was like, nobody's taking this from they me. They can't take the hard
1: copy <laughs> away from you. I encourage everyone to do that. <laughs> Although, you know, they're not going to stop with the digital copy after the injunction hearing, but you never know. Things can I, happen. Well, and
0: when we were planning this, we didn't know how the injunction was going to go. So I was right. like, my phone is convenient, but I will have this forever. God right. damn it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the third All right, thing. So
1: thing number three is that Felina Hopkins in her lawsuit named three defendants, one of which was a sci-fi author that has no cocky books, has nothing. He, he, I don't know the right terminology, but he, he filed against her trademark to get her trademark removed. And that's kind of a separate thing. The lawsuit is, I believe, I don't know. I'm not a trademark. Well, I'm a criminal lawyer, you guys. But I think right. this is totally separate. There, he has no standing to be here. I don't know why they sued him. I think that they were just like, and you too. So he's right. gone. And then the other two are Tara Crescent, who actually has books out that she says resemble her books. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not that she ought to be sued, but it makes sense that she's on the list. Yes. And then uh, Jennifer Watson, who I believe was a publisher um, or a publicist for the Cocky Tales Publicist. Publicist. Okay. Yeah. Not a publisher.
0: That's the thing that's so confusing about it.
1: Right. So I think what happened is that Felina Hopkins' lawyers did not do their research or they just took marching orders by, from her and the people she was, like, pissed at. But they named two wrong defendants here, one of them being Jennifer Watson, the other one being the, the sci-fi author, uh, Kevin Newper. The reason I'm not saying his name is I don't know how to say it, yeah. Newper or Newper. But so when these original filings came down and they accused Jennifer Watson of being the mastermind of the cocktails anthology – what happened was she uh, was not actually one of the masterminds. She she just kind of, like, helped publicize it. Yeah. And what our dear sweet angel, what Penny What our fucking Reed did, girl. <laughs> I just want to make sure everyone knows this. Penny Reed was the mastermind behind the Cocktails Anthology. If yes. you're a shark of op- awesome, you know this. Like, she's right. the one who had the idea. She put it out. She kind of did some workshopping with the sharks. And she wasn't named in the lawsuit. They incorrectly named Jennifer Watson. Right. Penny could have just stayed quiet about that. And and faded into the background. Yeah. And maybe they could have come back and sued her at a later date. But on this original filing, on this original complaint, she was not named. So she didn't have to get dragged into this. What she did was she filed a brief. That was like a I am Spartacus sort of brief of like, don't sue Jennifer Watson, sue me instead, I'm the mastermind. And so what's likely going to happen here, I don't know, if I'm Glenna Hopkins lawyers, I'm throwing this thing out and I'm starting over because I've named three defendants and two (laughs) of them are wrong. But Jennifer (sighs) Watson, I would assume, isn't going to be part of this suit much longer. And I expect Penny Reed to get added. And that may have happened anyway, but i think it was extremely brave of her to raise her hand and say no it's me right and then also in that brief she said that she desperately wants to keep her anonymity and she doesn't want a real name dragged into this because of her career as a i believe biomedical researcher yeah well and her children and her ch- you know the whole thing yeah but i don't know that that's going to happen for her i i don't well, know anything about those laws
0: and then there was that really fucking vindictive awful filing that was like here are the 18 reasons that penny reed should have her real name outed right and it makes me extra livid because here's the thing penny reed she saw an injustice that was happening and masterminded this thing and got together this amazing group of authors to each contribute a short story or a prequel or whatever they wanted to this thing. And every single cent of net proceeds for Cocktails, the anthology, is going to the defense of these mostly indie, lo- uh, indie authors who mm-hmm. can't afford to go down the legal rabbit hole and all of the billable hours that's going to include.
1: Yeah. I mean, part of that might be problematic, That the Hopkins side said that that creates a conflict of interest for those lawyers in their Mm. uh, filing. I don't think it does, because you're always getting paid by, in my mind, I feel like you're always getting paid by your client, so you always have an interest in your client winning. I feel like it would be a conflict of interest if the lawyers, those lawyers were on the other side and they were getting paid, you know, then they have a reason to, like, phone it in or pull punches. So I don't know if that's really a conflict of interest, but they're saying that it is. So hopefully that continues to be the case, that they get right. paid that way. But yeah, I thought this was extremely brave that she raised her hand and she's maybe, at least in my federal practice, I'm not super optimistic that she's going to be able to keep her anonymity. I don't know right. anything about those rules, but I don't know. Usually, right. well, at least in federal criminal law, it's just children and sometimes victims. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, I just thought that was so super brave, and it, my best analogy of that is in Jurassic Park when Dr. Ian Malcolm takes the flare and just <laughs> uh-huh. starts running and is like, I mean, okay, listen, Penny Reed's a genius, like, Ian Malcolm not really great because he kept running even though he <laughs> threw the flare, but he's gonna get eaten by the dinosaur, but and he yeah. knows that, but he did it to save, you know, the kids and stuff, and I really... um even though I don't think she's gonna get eaten by the dinosaur. I think they're gonna win.
0: Yes, absolutely. But it's still it just shows her strength of character and the strength of her convictions. And I really, really do hope that they will respect her privacy.
1: Yeah, I do too. I mean I, I, I don't really do. think
0: that I don't think that using her real name is anything that should be shameful, but no. or you know, dangerous or anything like that. But no. It's still, it's her decision. It's yeah, her, if she it's wants her to do it. She, yeah. right? Yeah, I just, she's
1: but a I hero. understand. She's so super fucking Shiro. Well, Penny they all are. I feel like I have a say. That they, they, everybody's good. You know, I just yeah. reading that particular filing. I was just like, oh, she's a superhero.
0: Yeah, but like, if um, I were her lawyer, forward... I would be like,
1: don't write this. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's your job as the lawyer. Right? Yeah, that's the lawyer's job. Yeah, I'm sure her lawyers did. Um, I think I would have caved pretty quick, but I would have been like, my official advice to you is do not (laughs) drag yourself into this.
0: Right. The foreword in Cocktails is written by uh, Nana Malone, and she's Mm -hmm. one of the authors that got one of the first cease and desist letters and had to change her entire series name and all of that bullshit because of all of this. And unfortunately, the author that's involved right now just didn't really get that opportunity, I don't think, because... Mm -hmm. Felina's people went from sending out warnings and cease and desists to going after people's backlog. Like I don't know how mm. you go after people that published before you did, but okay. And then just going straight to the the retailers, Audible, Amazon, all of those and, and asking
1: them to take things down because they included these uh, they included cocky in the title. Right. And the judge in the hearing did call this trademark weak at best. There we go. That yeah. Was so, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, in the meantime, heroes, total heroes. Total heroes. So that was our newest sing bit. Bing, bong, bong.
0: The heroes of Romance-landia. Sheroes of <laughs> Romance-landia
1: with Aaron. And Melody. And Melody. I was there, too. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, I'm just so used to saying with Aaron because it's yeah. like you know because you're always like this is the segment with Melody and I'm like this is the segment with Aaron. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. You're fine. Okay, cut it, please cut it. It's gonna be going sound to. awful, and I'm I already feel to. bad. No, I feel so bad that it was like <laughs> "Sheroes of Romance" with Aaron. That's not. Oh God. Uh, now we have a stomachache all day. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> don't you see it? I do. I see your stomachache. Oh, okay. So now we have to get in to the rest of this Vikinglicious book. Oh, right, right, right. Which right, I'm right. super stoked about because we're doing part two of The Unleashing by Shelley Laurenston, somebody mm-hmm. who did not get sued in Cockygate. Okay. <sighs> All right. So when we left off, a metric fuck done had happened. Kira mm-hmm. is now a crow. She's mm-hmm. now a little, you know, she's getting some interested feels from... Ludwig Rundstum, um, mm-hmm. who is a raven. She is, she's just been attacked. She just moved out of her old neighborhood where her dog was in a, a fighting ring that was really abusive and awful. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that the crows are behind all of these thefts. They are not. And mm-hmm. everybody knows that something is about, like, everybody, like a bunch Stuff of different
1: powers are trying going to... On.
0: ours is converging converging to bring back something
1: ancient and strong and unheard of but nobody Mm -hmm. knows what it Mm -hmm. is
0: other things you've
1: missed there's nine (laughs) clans each clan has 50 people with first and last names that you don't at least You don't need to know. (laughs) And those are just the West Coast
0: chapters. (laughs) Yeah, In the the rest of the books, they have parties where they bring in, like,
1: people from the East Coast and Japan. And And I'm sure there's, like, 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 cameos of, like, you remember this guy from book one. (laughs) And you have to be like, no, I don't. Like, this is too complicated, Shelley. (laughs) Okay. So... We just, so what just happened was one of the protectors or one of the silent, which one was it? The silent. silent. The silent silent. came to her. That's one of the clans came to her apartment and like tried to get her to tell them who she is and Vig nearly curb stomped one of the guys and she was like, no, don't kill him. Yeah. I'm a Marine and I was going to shoot him, but I don't want you to curb stomp him. (laughs) I'm irrational. That's how she (laughs) said that. (laughs) And here we are now.
0: Okay. So now. We're suiting up for the first job. It's yeah. going to be great. Kira uh-huh. is going to find out what crows are about, or at least that's what the reader thinks. Kira is like, I'm going to teach the crows some things. Okay. Right. So they suit up in their gear, which includes they get ready a razorback fly. tank top because yeah. their wings are going to come out, Erin. The wings oh that God. are normally hidden, Aaron. I still
1: at this time do not understand gonna. the wings. And then another thing that's <laughs> happening for me right now is they're saying, oh, some of us are wearing tank tops. Some of us, the razorbacks got it. But I just feel like it should be like just a hole, like the razorback. Well, whatever. Anyway, whatever. But also some of them are wearing stilettos. Why? Every crow gets to fight in whatever she's comfortable in, and but that's sometimes not, no, I just refuse to believe it. That any woman is comfortable fighting in stilettos. You know what? I've Here seen way too
0: many action movies, and also the newest Jurassic Park to agree with you, frankly, because the movies are real life, Erin. Oh okay, just can't. so <laughs> yeah, no, there's no fucking way. All right, no
1: so they get ready to fly
0: guess who can't fly because no one Kira's like my wings came out but you bitches haven't told me anything about flying and they're like no one taught how to fly well then come up to the roof and she's like yeah that sounds like a really great idea like she just doesn't even question it (laughs) this is the part that i'm like kira darling you can learn how to fly from the ground okay Mm -hmm. like what do you think they're gonna do she acts so surprised that they toss her off this roof
1: can i tell a story i would love that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did I ever tell you about combat water survival? Ooh, I'm going to say it wrong. Water no. survival combat course that I had no. to do. Oh, God. That sounds so, horrible. I'm at basic training and we suit up and they walk us to a pool and they're like, today's water survival day and you're going to have to pass all these water survival tests. And, it's and you're scary like, stuff. I didn't
0: sign up for the seals.
1: Right. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's scary stuff if you're like a person, but it's not like hard. <laughs> Like, when it, they, they have you, like, walk a, like, high dive with um, your gun above your head blindfolded and you just gotta, like, walk <gasps> off the end. Like, that's scary, but it's not like you Fuck don't have to that. be some kind of muscle man to do it. That kind of stuff. You, like, jump in the water with all your gear and you sink to the bottom and you gotta get all your gear off and you gotta, like, fly, you gotta swim under a parachute. They put a parachute in the water, you gotta swim under it to the other side so you don't freak out, like, oh and get tangled God. up. And you got to do a thing where you swim with your gun above your head. I don't know. That doesn't sound. So I think bad. that's it. You know what? That's the hardest one because you only got the one arm and you can't get Blind your gun away. it
0: off the high dive. No, sorry it's everybody. No,
1: nope. you know. Nope. And I talked to another guy who went to a way more HUA basic training than I did, and they warned him when he was about to. St- they were like, step one, step two, step three, and you're off. And that's <laughs> a lot easier for me. They're just like walk forward. Like, uh, oh. anything could happen but you don't want to hesitate either because if you hesitate then you might trip you know or whatever uh. but anyway that's not the story the story is this they line us up and they're like okay who can't swim and the first rule of army is never volunteer never raise your hand in army no matter what oh and so i'm like well i really i've never like I don't really know how to swim. Like, I don't know how to actually swim. I can just kind of like float and tread water. Sure. I have a high body fat content. So that really helps. <laughs> um, so I was like, I'm just going to like chill. And they're like, if you can't swim, line up over here next to the pool. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to volunteer for anything. And they faced those fuckers right toward the pool. And they just symptomatically pushed them all in. No. <laughs> with their boots on and everything. And I was like, that's right. Never volunteer for anything in the army. So Kira, Marine, when they said let's go up to the roof, should have been like, "No, fuck you! I can learn yeah. how to fly from here, the ground." And she should have seen that coming.
0: Absolutely. Like, I, I mean, I saw it coming. I was like, "What do you yeah. think? What What is a roof for? I if you already you thrown you out
1: the window of your." <laughs> bedroom right (laughs) like that's already happened how did she not see this coming from a mile away right
0: so they push her off the roof and she starts plummeting because she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing and so then two crows come out and they grab her arms and they carry her all the way to the job that must have hurt so bad it must have hurt so but you know what it kind of serves her right because she went to the roof like yeah. stop it okay
1: also i feel like so she could have been a self-starter about this flying thing yeah right because <laughs> yeah, her mentor is like, as an, an asshole we have a job tonight
0: yeah oh, i should I probably like, know how to get there yeah i feel like, like should i call she it uber
1: one of the nicer <laughs> cro- because there have been ones that are like nice she could have oh, been yeah. like hey i don't remember the celebrities Yardley, Yardley, Yardley yeah. would you mind like helping me fly Yeah, I feel like she could have got ahead of this. So they
0: land, she goes into the bushes and immediately vomits, and then she's like, you could have just picked me up from the ground. Like, why did you have to do that? And I'm like, what? I don't... Kira. Like, I have no words for you, Kira. So... Then they see this coven that are really high on like peyote and they're dancing naked and one of them's wearing a necklace and they're like, that's the necklace. That's what we got to get. And everybody's like, all right, let's do this. And they start pulling out their daggers. And Kira's like, point of order. Uh, I don't know that we need to kill them. And actually,
1: I'm like, with her on this one. That's fine. But a god literally told you to do this. This is right. a direct order from a god. But like, let's just remember. Do, do your job, Kira let's
0: remember though they and this comes up in the scene as well they just had that thing where literally all the crows were mobilized because the giant killers somehow got got a a, like it seemed like it came from schooled when really it was a diversion from the giant killers so like I don't blame any of them for being like actually new girl I hate to say it has a point
1: (laughs) That's I mean she had a point but I'm just putting it out there Kira, terrible marine. I think she it was, like, was probably drank the a terrible right? marine. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, she was got...
0: always undermining her sergeant. Yeah, general. Her uh-huh. <laughs> her sergeant general <laughs> was
1: <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, that's what Man. I thought.
1: What a what yeah. a fearsome rank, the sergeant general. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a major sergeant general. Oh, a major <laughs> sergeant, <laughs> sergeant
1: general. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Uh, okay, so that could be a marine rank, for all I know. Their ranks are so confusing. Those navy ranks They're so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Different branch of the military. I'm going to point that out. Sailors.
0: Okay. Hi, <laughs> sailor. Okay, so um, they send the most exotic looking crow. Into mm-hmm. this thing. And she's like, I've come to you with my wings. <laughs> and oh, I my like, God.
1: Give me I the necklace. Like, mm-hmm,
0: yeah. I need that because it's mine. And the ladies are all like, oh, yeah. Huh. And so she gets the necklace and they fuck off. Mm-hmm. But then back at Crow House, everybody's like, she didn't kill everyone. That's literally our job. So yeah. it's it concerning. Seems like, it is. It's totally concerning. Because
1: while it worked this time, there may be one where they need to kill everyone. Yeah. And yeah, she's yeah, going to yeah. be like, come on, guys, diplomacy. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's let's be honest, it
0: does come back to bite everyone in the ass yeah. in the end. So yeah, just they're spoiler not alert, on. HBs. Yeah. All right. So meanwhile, Vig is <laughs> a Spoiler is on a job. alert
1: just for always. That's what we do. That's the podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's <laughs> what
1: we're here for, everybody.
0: Yeah. Um. So Vig's at a job. And Vig has been taken to this, like, the job is... People are sacrificing children's. Yeah. And it is super not cool. So we watch Vig and his Raven brothers just like eviscerate
1: people and pull off jaws. Oh, I read you a problematic passage. Oh, I love that. Did you see it as well? Mm. Mabes. Nothing pissed Vig off more than harming innocence. And when he said innocence, he didn't just mean virgins or babies. He meant anyone who wasn't part of this life. For Vig, innocence could mean well-used street hookers. <clears throat> but being hookers didn't mean they deserved cruel deaths and tormented souls for eternity. Not to Vig. Like, you know oh, what? That's so <laughs> sweet of Vig that Listen, he doesn't think quote well-used street hookers deserve to burn in eternity just for hooking.
0: I hear ya. I hear ya. Uh, he's his language is pretty problematic, right? It's a like, problem. He, he hasn't jumped on the sex worker train, and I understand why you would think that's problematic. But here's my thing. I've listened to way too much My Favorite Murder and last podcast on the left and all the times where people are like, are they hookers? They probably just left then. Or mm-hmm. like, are they gay kids? I bet they ran away mm-hmm. instead of like doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with it. That Vig's like, I don't care. If they're a junkie, or a sex worker, or a child. Like
1: maybe, you could, <laughs> maybe what he could say is, like, he didn't care if they were thieves, or, you no, know, I like, something you. that is a thing.
0: That yeah. you did wrong.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 Or, you know, pimps. Sure. Pimps. Or, That's the like, reason that,
0: that Kira got killed. She was, um, the, the guy that she confronted about the 16-year-old right. was also the girl's pimp. Yeah. yeah. That's what he, well-used street thieves. Like Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> oh was he well used tell me I, all I, about it there's I, gotta be fanfic about that i i like <laughs> to think
1: that aladdin was well used yes <laughs> oh no <laughs> are we gonna go down a rabbit hole of hot disney cartoons that should be a patreon episode oh yes, disney please. cartoons all right done and mark done. it down. okay his
0: name is his name is lee shang
1: oh my god (laughs) and
0: he will defeat the Huns.
1: he's gonna get down to business (laughs) oh yeah he is (laughs) i don't know okay we can't do this now no but he's definitely my top three he's definitely my top one i know then we'll go
0: from there so hi (laughs) okay so Vig. they save everybody and they're flying all the kids home and odin shows up at the last kid's house and he's like Mm -hmm. hey bud you got all the viking bloods in you so you should come with me and vig's like he's eight or like however Mm -hmm. old he is and and then they hear the the parents you know fighting in the background the kid's like nah i think i do want to go
1: with you though Mm -hmm.
0: and it's just a really and vig's
1: very like odin cut it out and i'm like right not your place like again odin literal god right like maybe for all the times that vig's like
0: to die for Odin would be yeah. the
1: best of all causes. Yeah. My <laughs> note here was like, doesn't Vig like Vikinging? Like, isn't that his favorite thing? It's <laughs> it all is. he talks about is how great it is. Yeah. Why isn't he like, good on you, kid? Like, you get yeah. to be a Viking like me.
0: Get ready. Can't wait to see you in the house. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. totally. Totally. Um, all right. So now, Kira is waiting for Vig at his house when he gets home, and she's like I can't fly. And the girls were so mean to me. And I saved a bunch of witches, but I'm honestly not sure it was the right thing to do because they also had some really good points. And he's like, well, first things first, let's get you meditating up in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he picks her up and he, he starts, he teaches her to fly. It's really sweet. It's a an adorable scene. Yeah, it's a good scene. It's a really good scene. It's fine. Okay. I, and then I'm more
1: so have they had sex yet? No, that's what we're they gonna do it get right to. After. Yeah. Okay.
0: okay, so he teaches her to fly and it's amazing, obviously. She's about to land and he like sort of walks her through it, but she does it badly, and so he has to catch her before she actually hits the ground. <sighs> and oh and then her shirt rips a little because yes please. And then they go into her his house and And they're sitting on the couch, and she's like, I really like you, and then like smooches up on him, but it's really awkward. So then she freaks out a little and pulls back, and she's like, that was so awkward. I'm so sorry. And he just kisses her again. He just Mm -hmm. grabs her face. And then, oh, man, I have to find it. Apparently, he says the sweetest thing. My note is he says the sweetest thing (laughs) on page 191.
1: So he pulls back. What's up? I was just going to say, I think my house is under attack from weed whackers. They're coming from every direction. <laughs> and listener, I'm sorry if you're just like, what is that crazy humming in the background? Because it's from like all sides and I don't know what to do. No, it's so, fine. Okay. Yeah,
0: it's probably not even something I'm going to be able to take out in post, but
1: that's Yeah, that's what totally I'm saying. Fine. So I feel like the listener is like... Is she have an actual lawnmower in her room right now because that's what it sounds like in here and I don't is know Is
0: Erin a low-key beekeeper?
1: Is our question. <laughs> oh my god, I could never be a low-key beekeeper. I could only <laughs> no, be a high-key you beekeeper. You would be the highest. I would be key. always talking yeah. to you about my bees.
0: And honestly, that's the way you have to do it because apparently it is a really, really delicate ecosystem and I could never be a beekeeper because
1: I, I am not about those details. My hairdresser is a beekeeper <laughs> and it's all we talk about. That's it's amazing. so interesting. Her bees and didn't like the queen anymore, and they murdered the queen. Get it. They Get kept that the queen on one side of the hive and they started laying more queen eggs on the other side of the hive and, like, distracting her. She wasn't even old. They just didn't. She was just a bitch. Oh and then my- they got one to hatch, and then they murder her dead. <gasps> Beehives, oh y'all. God. Beehives. <laughs> okay. That's All amazing.
0: right. Go. Okay, so he, he pulls back because they've been making out a little bit. And Ah, Vig looked deep into her brown eyes. He wanted to make sure they understood each other completely because he didn't want regrets later. Kira, listen to me. I wish I could tell you that if we did this, I was going to be patient and warm and sweetly charming. I can't. I don't know how. And I've wanted you too long to pretend I can start now. So if this isn't what you want, tell me. Tell me and go. And know that nothing changes between us because But please tell me now, before we go a step further. Then Kira's expression turned angry. Vig wasn't sure.
1: (laughs) And this is where I started Uh highlighting. Yep, 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 yep. What, she demanded. What are you talking about? He says, I'm trying to tell you. Oh, shut up, she snapped, (laughs) shocking Vig into silence. 18 months and you barely say a word to me and now you decide to be fucking chatty? She shoved his hands off her face and stood walking around the couch until she stood behind it, glaring at him. Kira, I'm- Shut up, she pointed at him. I don't want to hear your bullshit. Of course she didn't. What made him think that she wanted- It cuts off. Just get your clothes off, she ordered with clenched teeth, and meet me in the goddamn bedroom. (laughs) When Big sat there, gaping at her. Kira tore off the rest of her already ripped tank top and threw it in his face. Now, she bellowed like a pissed off drill sergeant. (laughs) Big watched her disappear down the hallway, her stomping feet shaking his small home. Big briefly closed his eyes. Thank you, mighty Odin. Big <laughs> grinned His relief flooded his entire body. Huh. And then, guys, it's on! It's TM. on, TM. <laughs> we'll send it you a season assist so if <laughs> you say good. it's on from here don't on out. Don't you
0: fucking dare, everybody. No, that's our thing. That's that our is thing. no longer in your lexicon. That's our thing. So in fact, if don't you said even. it five years ago, we're still
1: coming at oh. you.
0: I'm Google searching the shit out of that phrase, and you yeah. better be ready. And we've <laughs> trademarked
1: it in Arial, Times oh. New Roman. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Career> new. <laughs> Calibri? Uh huh. Courier New. Calibri. Calibri. We are not fucking around. No, we're not fucking around <laughs> with this It's On trademark. All <laughs> okay, right. Okay.
0: <laughs> so here's what's up. Now. They go into the bedroom, and it is like a frenzy. She's mm-hmm. standing on the bed, which I love. <laughs> like She couldn't mm-hmm. just stand beside the bed. Nope. She gets up onto the bed. It's so good. Her boots won't come off. He takes a blade out of his nightstand and cuts her boots off. We yeah. all
1: love it. It's really um, only one that couldn't come off because nobody he cuts cares. both of them, and she's like, yeah. I don't think the other one needed cutting, but I was and, cool with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, completely. So then... Their clothes start coming off, and it's a whole thing. But once, um, once he like grabs her pants and panties and helps those off, she can no longer be contained, and so she just leaps at him, mm-hmm. wraps herself around him like a spider monkey. TM I added that too. Don't oh, good, worry. Oh good,
1: good, good.
0: good, good. <laughs> and then he tosses her up against this, um this dresser Mm -hmm. she is into it he's talons come out oh man she's like scratching
1: the shit out of him talon yeah wise yeah Yeah.
0: once he penetrates her she's like
1: just do it (laughs) and he's like don't
0: fucking worry about it yeah so her talons come out it's a whole thing it's really it's good shit frankly she comes against the dresser Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, I realized he hasn't come yet. And so he throws her down on the bed and he's like, grab your ankles. And she's like, anything you say. And they both come together.
1: It's so good. Yeah. What? I want to say three things. The first thing is, wow, they so stopped in to get condoms, today. which I don't understand. My note was what WUT because I don't they're both dead. I don't no, I don't That's not it. true can Vib's they get not- pregnant
0: yes she can get pregnant yeah there's a whole thing that's why her sister's like odin's not gonna like this thing because you can't have viking babies right with her. you told me that last
1: episode got it, got, I it did. got it all right yeah the second thing is the <laughs> writing of this sex scene did not work for me i can understand where it just was too short it was like too like i liked it but it was it just was like an, over in the blink of an eye yeah was, okay yeah there wasn't a lot of like was just like wham bam which i i liked as a sex scene but it's like the writing was also very wham bam and i was like no 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 no. give me more no describe to me all the wham bam (laughs) right like part of this it literally says and then her pussy got wet and i'm like but how like (laughs) what did what did he do to make it that way like tell me yeah um and then this was where i learned that the wings go all the way in (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> um, because she sneezed and her wings flew out. And he's like, We're not there yet. This is after not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. I'm god sorry, just- it. Okay, it's in the same scene. Okay. So but I wrote a note that said, Oh, like they go in all the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dummy. <laughs>
0: okay, right. so. Especially since you had to come at Vig with his well-used street hooker terminology, which again, I totally understand. I do Uh have to point out all of his Viking feminism. So here we go. All right. (laughs) As he came, his cock claimed ownership of that which Vig knew he could never truly own because it would always belong to Kira. He watched Kira come again with him. Her back arched, her neck muscles straining, her heart racing. It was all Vig needed to see, to know. To understand she might never truly belong to him but he would always belong to her always until ragnarok came
1: oh, that's a big deal for vikings it is. <laughs> all the way till ragnarok
0: oh man it's it's like whoever knows <laughs> how long so um then he gets up and he's like you hungry and she's like yeah and he's like eggs and bacon and she's like fuck yeah and he's that like sounds- good we eat and and then we fuck. Deal? <laughs> She's uh-huh. like, best deal I've had in years. So then, while they're eating, she sneezes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yes. And her wings fly out. Right. And he's like, you're going to have to be careful about that. Because if you sneeze in a Macy's, like, you know, it's going to be a problem. Because <laughs> you pull your shoulders front ways to make them fly out. And then that's when I understood that they go in all the way. That they are
0: retractable. Right. <laughs> so then... um. Okay, and then my other the great thing about this is that after her wings come out, um, they're like, All right, so now we've eaten, it's better it's better be time to go back to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And she acts like one of those dogs with a, a stick that's too long and she mm-hmm. can't get through the hallway. <laughs> it was just a really good visual for me. Okay, yeah. let's move on. Okay. So they wake up and uh, Brody is in his arms. Brody, her dog, is in his arms oh, instead I'm of her. Hawaii. And I loved everything about it. Mm-hmm. So then there's a, a crow outside who's like, Brody, <laughs> come on, we're going to go for a run. And she gets up and runs through Vig's house and bursts through a closed window again. Mm-hmm. I think this might be the second time. Yeah. Like that is how Brody is getting in and out of his house. And it's right. so funny. Yes. And then his. Sister comes up and she's like, we, you promised me you'd come to this animal shelter rescue situation because I got to get more horses to hang out with my winged horses because I'm a Valkyrie. And they're like, we should all go together. (laughs) And
1: then they go and there's a sweet scene where it's like she finds a dog for a homeless vet. Mm -hmm. And then she realizes that's what she wants to do is she wants to find dogs for homeless vets. Now she has a career moving on.
0: Well, yeah, like vets. Yeah, vets. Veterans, oh yeah, Not Did I say homeless, homeless? homeless. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you Did know, four bear guy... claws and a yeah, true. That was that guy homeless? No, no, he was just new and young and oh. sweet. Okay, sorry, and always watching his back, and it was really like so good. <laughs> so then, um, they're like, why don't you start a nonprofit that where you do that, like you find right. dogs and you pair them with humans? And yeah, specifically her talent veterans. is finding
1: the right dog for the veteran, right? The right dog for the vet. Yeah,
0: so Very cute. it is super cute. Oh, because she she also brings a puppy home to foster, which mm-hmm. is super cute, too. Yeah, and but she then, gives that
1: dog to another crow,
0: right? Yeah, Jace comes over and steals the puppy pretty yeah. much immediately. There's a little bit of setup for book two because the protectors come, and they're like, Kira, need to come with us. And also probably you, Vig, and also the raven who can read runes. All of you need to come with us right now. And they're like, well, we're keeping Ski Danski here mm-hmm and Ski we'll murder him Dan Ski Erickson is his name yeah mm-hmm. and if
1: our people don't come back he doesn't leave and murder it's murder him dead and Kira's yeah. like wow we're pretty casual with killing here and I just feel like it's weird that she's the one because a lot of these women just came from like regular backgrounds we are just like right. ladies like Jace mm-hmm. just right. like a lady that school thought would be a good idea so like why is she the only one the first one that's ever been like I don't know with killing like I just feel like well first of all I don't The other know, ones would have been that way too right
0: I yeah that's why that's why I mean here's the thing that I I think they do a good job of setting up in the book is that um, a lot of these crows it takes them six months to a year before their wings even come that out, that is true. She so got like three up, days. Yeah, yeah, they set up their whole new life for them. They really ease them into the whole situation. And that then is true. They present them with
1: blades. Okay. like they actually that train them. Makes more sense, right? She got a blade day one. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's falling into place a little more for me now.
0: Yes, I think it. I think it tracks perfectly because mm-hmm. also we don't see any of these women become crows, but they really right. talk about how it's an adjustment. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Okay. So little bit set up for book two because Ski keeps on looking over at Jace and thinking she's pretty hottie hottie. And uh, she is, FYI. And then they all head to this crazy sacrifice where there's jewelry in addition to bodies and blood. And so they're like, they're trying to bring something back. The runes are like making the guy who reads runes like have a migraine and like fall over like it's powerful shit. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what's happening. Okay. So then. The next two chapters are pretty much dedicated to losing Brody Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. Brody disappears. Brody goes on a run with some bitches Right. and they lose her. She mm-hmm. like bolts and is right. gone. So everybody's like, Kira can't know because she doesn't trust any of us anyway. Yeah. She'll so freak she out. can never know about this. Yes. And they distract her by taking her to a movie set so that she can raise money for her Make new non profit. Yeah. And then the rest of the crows are looking for Brody. Meanwhile, don't forget about the neighbor next door. There, She's still suing them. She's Just, still there. She doesn't like them. She's still annoying. There's she a lawsuit. She doesn't like them. Yes. yes. Just remember those tiny details. Yes. Okay. So then, Jace. Yes. They can't find Brody anywhere. And Jace t- talks, talks to Stieg, who is the hero in book three. She's like, what do, you think is gonna, what do you think is going on? Like, if you were a dog, where would you go? And he was like, I would go home. So they head back to the old neighborhood, you guys. And this is where we find out some intensely excellent things about school's vision and philosophy about crows of any species. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't just kill Brody
1: and bring her back, y'all. She brought her back. As a crow! She's a motherfucking crow. Oh, oh. She oh, goes oh. back to the place where they were making her a pit bull fighting dog and she fucking rips them all to shreds. Now
0: picture this. This beautiful majestic hundred pound pit bull with With crow wings, these black, silky, gorgeous crow wings that are retractable, that are completely retractable, because let's review, she looked like a dog this whole time. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yes. And then, a steel-like covering comes over her muzzle Mm -hmm. so that she's got like metal
1: jaws. Murder teeth! (laughs) So many murder teeth. These guys are just like, what the fuck? This is crazy. (laughs) Because they're all dying. (laughs) Help
0: me, help me! (laughs) And uh, And the crows show up, the bitches show up, the friends show up, And they come in and they bar the doors. And they're, because sisterhood of any species, you Mm -hmm. guys, crows of all types, Mm -hmm. um, they stand by the door just with their arms crossed. And the guy's like, help me, help me. And they're all like, they look at each other and like, fuck no.
1: Mm -hmm. And Brody Mm -hmm. just
0: eviscerates all of them. And then happily like wags her tail and wants to go get Froyo. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Yes. (sighs) So So that's that. Kira comes back just in time she never finds out about birdie's escapade and i don't blame anybody for keeping this from her right oh and part of so they raised a bunch of money for a while and then aaron was like i still need to kill more time so i'm going to take you to my tattoo parlor that's what aaron does for a living mm-hmm. and i'm going to cover the tattoo of your ex's name on your shoulder
1: she used to be married to like a abusive navy seal Yeah, and she gives her this beautiful tattoo that involves
0: some Filipino imagery as well as crows, and it's like a whole thing. It's totally gorgeous. She also doesn't ask what she wants. Mm -hmm. She's just like, I'm one of the best tattoo artists in the world. You're going to love it, so sit the fuck down. Mm -hmm. It's so good. So then, there's a job, you guys. Kira puts on her black razorback,
1: and (laughs) she is... (laughs) It's time for
0: tank tops. That's right. Put on your tank tops and boots, bitches. <laughs>
1: but then, during the job, everybody's fighting and fighting and fighting, and it's a really good fight scene. They're there for a bracelet. There's a guy wearing yes. a bracelet, and he's, like, murdering a lady, and then that yeah. lady turns into a demon with crazy oh, yeah. teeth and, like, black eyes or something like that it's a whole and thing they're like kira murder that demon murder up the demon and she's like get i'm it, supposed to it. kill people over a bracelet and we're like yes kira you <laughs> are schooled the god who brought you back from the dead solely for this purpose has said mm-hmm. kill this dude do it and she's just right.
0: like i don't know and she hesitates and he Ugh. gets away and yep. everybody is uh, pissed mm-hmm. so angry and i don't blame them no so like there's almost a, a new girl coup people are roll concernicus i get it and so yes. she goes to big vig for help and or for comfort mm-hmm. and they sleep on the couch together and it's real sweet i don't know about that it's
1: huge i have you ever yeah, tried to sleep I on a couch with a man it's not be yeah. cozy and well, there's a thing also right there, small. like, what's the deal? She's not that small, though. She's got huge-ass thighs. Everyone talks about it. That's the <laughs> other thing. This relative. heroine has huge thighs. Powerful thighs. <laughs> Good stuff. When they're talking to her about what career she's going to have, most of them are like, I want to be a famous actress in my second life, or I want to be a model or whatever. Some, one of those easy, highly lucrative, fame sort of jobs. And they're all like, Kira, do you want to be an actor? Oh, look look at your thighs, though. Like, you're not (laughs) going to be able to be an actress with those thunder thighs. Everyone comments on it. It's hilarious.
0: It's pretty good. But he's, like, seven feet tall. They don't fit on
1: a couch together.
0: I hear you. I hear you. So then the crows show up, and they're like, Kira, we need to show you something. So you're coming with us. And they go to see Betty, who is a a former – she's – she, we talked about her last time. She was Aaron's mentor. She's a former crow. She's retired. She's a a big, um, big Hollywood, Hollywood Hollywood agent, agent. Um, and she is the clan seer. Mm-hmm. So they take her. There's a whole thing about her assistant, Brianna. Remember Brianna? She's she becomes, real mean to Brianna. Oh yeah, she becomes um, tangentially important later. Doesn't or that? she's
1: the key to the whole thing? I don't know. Question marks right. abound.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So. They come in and Betty's like, "Take my hand. I'm gonna show you some shit." And you guys, I cried.
1: <laughs> what? I know. No, that's not a real cry. That's, I cried. That's a hormone cry. That is no, a PMS. That's a cry.
0: that's that a cry. some kind
1: of. Nope, that's not listen, a real cry.
0: Listen, it was too much ladies supporting ladies for me to be okay. It was too God. much. It was too much. The underdogs getting vindicated against their literal slavers. It was
1: too much. And I cried and cried. So so they have like a Charmed-esque, you know, like when you would touch, I think, <laughs> yeah. Alyssa Milano. Who was in Charmed?
0: Is Nobody that right? Knows. Yeah. Okay. Alyssa Milano was in Yeah. There, when you would touch that one.
1: I thought she was the one. Was it Rosie McGowan? Nobody knows. There's one of those ladies in Charmed that if you touched her, you got to like see visions. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happened. It's like that.
0: And she sees the first crow. The first crow who, P.S., never gets a name. She's always called the first crow fucking millennias later because she was a Viking slave. And there was this Viking guy who had sewn a piece of Skuld's jewelry into his body. And he'd like won a metric fuck ton of battles as a result because he's using the power for badness. And Skuld's like, hey, yo, Valkyrie, I want that back. And the Valkyrie's like... You're not my boss. Freya is. <laughs> and also, you're not allowed to, like, get on this plane. You're not allowed to interfere. So, meh. Nah. Um, so she resurrects a whole band of slaves who are on the battlefield. Lady and slaves. Lady slaves. And uh, she resurrects them. And she's like, use your rage. And they start popping, locking shit out of their body. They come up with the with the wings and the talons all by their onesies. They just manifest it because they're so fucking pissed and they need weapons. And so they take out this whole army and then they take down the guy and he was like one of the worst of the slavers. And then they take out his dad because he left the whole thing happen and it's just so good. And so... That's the first crow and they took Kira here because they were like she needs to know what she's fighting for which makes total sense like she knew she was fighting for America period so that's what worked for her in the Marines and now and it works she immediately is like I gotta go and she goes to see Vig and she's like you need to help me you help me do everything else I need you to help me be able to kill without question and he's like Okay, I got away. And this is when we get to go to Valhalla,
1: you guys. Yes. <laughs> Pack your bags, HP. We're oh going to Valhalla. I'm dying. I'm dying. I died. I love that you died because I I was just very like, I love talking to you about this book, but actually reading this book, I was just like, <laughs> What? Like and now we're going to Valhalla. Like, yeah, anything? we fucking are. The thing about this book is there's so much happening, but also nothing's happening. You know, it's <laughs> like, and now we meet this person. And now we go over here and there's runes. And now we learn how to fly. And now, And I'm like, what's happening, though. It's like, (laughs) now we meet Betty. Now we meet her assistant. She's real mean to that assistant. And the lady next door is suing us. And the dog was abused. And I'm just like, what? where is this going? (laughs) To Valhalla, Aaron? (laughs) Yeah, but now I'm like, now we're going to another dimension? Like, we have so many loose ends to tie up in this dimension. I hear you. I hear you. I loved it so hard, though. I mean, I liked reading about Valhalla, but I was just like, I just need to know I need a roadmap here of where we're what's gonna where it's going I totally hear you I
0: totally hear you yeah there was a lot that was like well because remember throughout this whole thing we keep on dropping little hints because there's a bunch of stuff we haven't talked about with other clans where they're like hey there's a thing coming and you're like what the fuck is coming yeah
1: and I'm all hinted out at this point like I'm ready to Mm. find out at least something about what's coming I don't need to meet another clan I don't need to meet another blah 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 I just need I need a clue I want a clue not not a question a clue right yeah
0: so we go to Valhalla and the way that we get there is that the Valkyrie his sister is about to go to some battle in Kenya or something to go get Odin some more fighters Mm -hmm. and they just hang on to the horse's tail and she pops him over to Valhalla just drops him right off it's Mm -hmm. so good and then Vig's like okay you got to you. This is where you're going to learn how to kill because every morning these all of the dead wake back up again and yeah. they train for Ragnarok by fucking killing each other
1: all day. Everybody in Valhalla is dead. Yes, they, and obviously. they die every day and they get reborn. Every you say that obviously as sorry, if sorry, you're right. You're right. Like there some are kind two of Nordic there. Yeah, I yes, my pagan heart saying, but I don't know Viking shit that well.
0: So maybe I'm more Viking. Like, then Viking interested, because my dad was like, I am a Viking. And like, Your he dad was also a pagan.
1: To be a Viking?
0: No, he just knew a lot about his Norwegian it like ancestry.
1: Said, I am a Viking. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> oh my God, was he one of the clans? <gasps> I bet my dad was a Raven. Okay, I was going to say, gonna, if he I'm was one of the clans,
1: what clan would he have been, do you think? Raven. Absolutely think so? Raven. Yeah, he I don't been. know. There's those protectors and. Silence no, no, stuff.
0: he's definitely a raven. And he would have been part of the Hawaii chapter.
1: Ooh! Oh! Okay. <laughs> okay so
0: then all these dead folks wake up and they start fighting each other and he's and they're all coming for fucking kira
1: they're coming for you because you're alive you shouldn't be and they know
0: it they can smell it Mm -hmm. and um he's like here's the great thing though you can kill all of them knowing that they're just gonna wake up tomorrow right so kill with impunity my friend she's still fucking
1: apprehensive (laughs) (laughs) It's like kira What what has to happen here? But also the important thing is, if Kira dies in Valhalla, she is dead for good and stays in Valhalla forever. She doesn't get resurrected. So that's you know. um, So they have nothing to lose. She
0: has literally everything to lose. Yeah. So these guys come over and they're like, "We're gonna, you were gonna eat that crow for breakfast," and then guys. My lady
1: love cup runneth over even more because <laughs> of Valhalla crows come. Those Valhalla crows come and they're like, "Don't mess with us." That's right, don't mess with
0: our bitch. Oh, so we've got we've got the fucking first crow who I cried
1: even more. Number one we've slave crow.
0: Number one slave crow. We've got we've got part of the Red Army from World War Two. Yeah. she's so funny, and I I could hear her Russian accent just so crisply it was delicious Mm -hmm. we've got oh man there's all of these crows who just circle her and they tell her what's up and they talk about their sisterhood like through the ages and it's amazing and so then kira just goes on a killing spree bitch steals a hammer
1: and an axe yeah it's like river and serenity it's just like Oh, man. She, she's just like moving around. She's dodging axes. She's like sweeping the legs. She's putting oh. them in body bags. She's all over the place. She's doing she's it. She's everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. And then um, at some point, a bear comes after her, a shifter. Yeah. And
1: Which could... I was like, my werewolf uh-huh. part was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you parked right up. <laughs> yeah, because again, I thought this was going to be a werewolf book because it's called The Unleashing. And so I was like, her? Uh-huh. Maybe book two?
0: bear shifter book three uh, actually book two and three shifters are involved not involved centrally
1: or sexually involved, uh, off, the sexually nope. involved. Nope.
0: Yeah, off the page sexually
1: involved Yeah, I know everyone's <laughs> off the page sexually involved everyone fair. in the world is
0: It's <laughs> <That's> not <laughs> fair <laughs> that's right so then a Vig comes over and he's like he takes out the bear because she wasn't gonna win that one and he's like shifters are tricky and blah 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 and then it's time to go homesies, but, mm-hmm. um, well, it's time to go feast, but first she's like, you fucking left me, you brought yeah, me here, you didn't explain everything, and then you left me to mm-hmm. fight on my own, and she punches him right in the schnoz. Uh, I didn't hate it, actually. Didn't
1: hate it, but also, like, he was right. She he was needed right. her, she needed to learn a lesson there. She need, she to, she came to him, and she was like, yeah. hello,
0: army, I can't swim. And so mm-hmm. he pushed her in. That's mm-hmm. what happens. do mm-hmm. Don't volunteer, Kira. You asked. Yeah. So they go and they start feasting. She sits with the crows and then we find out so much about the crow clan that just like makes my fangirl heart swoon. Mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn was a crow. Betty Davis Yeah, was a they're crow. just all
1: walking around all these ladies. Eleanor celebrities. Roosevelt yeah. Was a crow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm all about it. I feel like I feel like crows are like marines, though. I feel like they're still crows. You can't say was a crow. You have to say is a You're crow. You're right. She's a Once crow. Once a crow, always a crow. Sisterhood.
0: That's Sisterhood. right. Yeah. So then Vig grabs some extra food and some mead, and he takes her to a secluded place mm, by mead. Lake. And then we get some, some non-penetration sexual play that's pretty fun.
1: Nope. One moment. Yeah, it was quick. It was quick again. First of all, no, this is all I have to say. Oh. He's eight feet tall. You can't 69 with somebody. If you're five foot nothing like Kira, you can't 69 with an eight feet tall man. It's physically impossible. No, no. You want to know what's really funny about that? I thought you were going to be like, this is how you do it. You Actually, bend in this way. <laughs> I'm Melody. This is TMI with Melody.
0: No, no, no. Well, I mean, they're... Never mind. I know, I know, but I just right. It's but hard, but not to, the way it was described. Not the way they
1: were doing it. Yeah, yes.
0: And the hilarious thing about this is that spoiler in the third book, Stieg and Aaron are also similarly sized in a respective manner, and they have a whole talk about how they try to sixty nine, and she's like, I don't think that you've taken into account our size disparity. Yeah. <laughs> so he's what, like, why does it work here? Uh, maybe she's maybe taller, here than taller than we imagined. Than I thought. But she's not eight feet tall no she's not i mean neither is he he's like six three mm-hmm. six four something like that but i guess yes, I imagined
1: I her like short and very muscular because of how they, they described her, her like thighs and stuff so i don't know yeah but maybe she's like five seven you know it's possible all these other crows are like model height so yeah that could be she might be short compared to the rest of them and just i don't built- know
0: like a like a brick sh- brick shit house
1: even if she's because they literally say he's eight feet tall so <laughs> if even if she's six feet tall she's still two feet away from his dick when like they're trying to do this I don't understand <laughs> sure All okay right.
0: so then there's more his ancestors and her crows come and find them and they break them up and they're like her they were doing sexy time oh, really you were cute. having sex. Yeah. And then they go home. They almost yeah. don't make it home. Yeah. Uh, but they go home. Yeah. And then, like, shit just goes down. Then things happen. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. When they were in Valhalla, they talked oh, to Freya. Yeah. Freya, and Freya, comes Freya was up. like, tell me all the signs about what's happening on Earth. And she's like, jewelry, sacrifices, runes, things, runes, heads, runes. headaches.
1: Lady next door is suing us.
0: All the things. <laughs> well. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and Freya's like, stop talking to me about your human Betty's legalities. really mean to her
1: assistant, Brianna. These are, the, these are the things that are passing for clues. I don't... We're 300 okay. pages in. Tell me what's going on, Freya, please.
0: She doesn't. No. She just gives her an extra magical hammer and she's like, go get back my fucking necklace because apparently they have a specific necklace.
1: There's a necklace. And... and- it was always a goddamn necklace. Kira's just like, what necklace? Where can I find it? And Freya's like, You'll find it. Don't even worry about it. That's your job, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's your job. <laughs> <laughs> like, Freya doesn't even acknowledge, like, cure doesn't work for fucking Freya. No. No. no.
0: I mean, she kind of does. But then, um, no, I mean, she acknowledges it. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, "My." Oh, and she's like, you get by my ne- back my necklace. I will give you your answers. And I'm like, can you just throw any of us a bone? Mm-hmm. But the answer is no, you guys. So we go back. And, they're and when I say this necklace. hat, this is
1: on page 336. I still don't... Yes. Kay. Okay. Okay. Mm. So, <laughs> we go back to earth sauce.
0: And uh, what happens next? <laughs> earth sauce! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Nobody
1: knows. Okay. okay.
0: Okay. Okay. So then, basically, they look for the necklace. They look for a bunch of shit. They come in contact with some... I can't remember what they're called. What are the dream
1: demons? They're dream guys. They start with an M. The Mara? Is that the right? Mara. Yeah, the, the dream Mara. guys. Apparently. Oh, remember that guy that the crows, the literal crows, pecked to death? Who was like a photographer or whatever? Yeah. He was haunted by was the dream p- guys, and they leave straw everywhere, I guess. And also Chloe, the leader of the crows, she had been haunted by the dream guys, and they they go around and they go poof. Um, they have a fight <laughs> with them at a coffee shop, and they're poofing all around. They're like. Poof.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah they and, come in and out of like this mist yeah they, they like
1: become corporeal and non-corporeal dark wing duck and so yeah. they're leaving shoop, straw shoop. everywhere and everybody's <laughs> having dreams about bad stuff you know like they're mm-hmm. having flashback dreams they don't want what's going on and then i don't remember i guess they win that fight well
0: yeah because know. the protectors also show matter. up none of it matters none of it matters and that's none why i'm skipping
1: over it yeah, yeah.
0: So they have a bunch of other fights. They almost get the necklace, but the Mara get the necklace or something like that. And then shit falls into place. And this is when we have the crazy final battle royale. So here's the thing, you guys. I'm just going to pull back the curtain and I'm going to tell Aaron what happened. Here's what Thank
1: happened. God. Because <laughs> this book doesn't end. This book is very much a book one. And I got to the end and I was like, but what was the... What was the runes though? What was why was Betty so mean? Oh. What was oh, the neighbor? Well, okay. <laughs> Who okay. was the Here's why was happens. the straw? Like, okay. I was just... All right, so
0: the person that everybody is trying to get back is this old old god. Yeah, um, called. I got that. Uh, I forgot I forget the name what her of it. name is. Yeah. God damn it, Cthulhu. It's not... No, not Cthulhu. She's like a big character in in book two and three, and I'm just. Completely banking on it. Anyway, so she's a big, big god from olden days, and people have been trying to raise her. So they, um, it totally bites them in the ass that she lets that guy go. They have to deal with that because um, he got extra, extra strong, and he's been summoning this thing. Yeah. So they have to. Should have killed him, him. Kira. Should have fucking killed him, Kira. They, everybody was right. Mm -hmm. So the neighbor next door has been sowing <laughs> discord and and sowing distractions and all that sort of thing. They're the ones who've been stealing all the things so that they can get all the power, so that they can make the jewelry, sacrifices, so that they can get this god back. Mm-hmm. And um, so they figure all of this out. They follow the Mara back to the house that's literally next door to their their pad. And there's about to be... A sacrifice. Now, Betty's assistant, Brianna, has been waiting for a promotion for like five years or something horrid. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what? These bitches, these, these people said that if I become part of their rich person secret society, then like, sure, they'll get me the power I need to like overthrow Betty. Mm-hmm. So she is on board. What she doesn't know is that she's supposed to be the sacrifice. So then this... This, um, this neighbor is like a priestess for this god, not realizing that there's another priestess who has been setting up oh all god. of them. So it's not a one-person sacrifice, you guys. It's supposed to be a 17-person sacrifice. Mm-hmm. All this is happening all at once. And then the crows show up, and the Mara show up, and the house is on fire. And they're like, we got to get the people out, even if they're rich assholes who are trying to bring back this horrible god who wants to bring around Ragnarok. Gotta save them too, which doesn't make any doesn't sense. Doesn't make but sense. Here we Why go. would
1: they all want they're all all they're about is killing all the time. Yeah, all the time. So
0: there's a big, big, big battle, and everybody's fighting the Mara, everybody's fighting all the things, and then they think that they got everything together because nobody got sacrificed. But what they don't know, you guys, and this is how the book ends, they don't know that Brianna goes back to her house and she's like, hmm. I wish that my life was better and then an arm comes out of her chest because she is in fact now a meat suit. Mhm. And the god comes out of her and requests a mimosa from the head mara mm-hmm. and that is how
1: the book Doesn't ends. she push Betty out of her window too?
0: Yeah, you're right. So then she starts being Brianna because she- her god powers allow her to mm-hmm. make a literal human suit out of Brianna's skins. Yeah, it's a lot, and guys. She pushes Betty out a she window. Kills up she Betty. takes over the agency. She doesn't kill Betty.
1: Yeah, she puts her in a mystical well, the coma. End...
0: Oh well,
1: <laughs> that is not explained at the end of book one. That must be in book two. Oh right, that is um, book two. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the book one, you think she's dead. But more importantly, guys, Kira tells Vig that she loves him. And Hilary, yeah. and she's like, I said it first, motherfucker. I said I love you before you did. I'm the winner here. And Vig's like, no, I said it first. It's just I whispered it so you couldn't hear me one time. So right. I win. And that was very cute.
0: Well, and that whole conversation starts because he's like, he, he talks about Brody being their dog. And she's mm-hmm. like... What? And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Kira. Like, I know I stepped over the line. I know that she's your dog. I know that blah, blah, blah. I just thought that, like, maybe we could be a unit or whatever. And she was like, Vig, calm the fuck down. I was just about to tell you to put in a doggy door because I can't I can't be replacing all of your windows all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, yes, our dog needs a doggy door. And then they tell them they loves each other. And it's real cute. It's good. Oh. And then book two and three is all about different ways of vanquishing this goddess who came back. Yeah.
1: So. Remember last episode when oh, I needed to get somewhere right after the episode and we were like, we can definitely get this done. We can A, get this done in one episode and probably under two hours. This whole book. Can you? Yeah. What were we thinking?
0: Here's the thing, I was thinking that because the romance was almost like a B plot, yeah, that like we could spend less time on the A plot. But there's no but way to do that. None of it works. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work.
1: And this is a romance. Don't think that because we're saying it's a B plot, it's not a romance. It is absolute no. this is a romance. Um, And I really
0: liked it. I really liked the romance that was in it. It's just that everything else happening is of equal importance Mm -hmm. when most of the time everything is a vehicle for the romance. Mm -hmm. And this is not. Like the romance is another thing that is beautiful and happens, Mm -hmm. but it's not the central thing that is beautiful and happens.
1: Yes. Agreed. Yeah.
0: Okay. I would like to challenge us to do a book in one episode, though. I know we can do it. It's not going to be the next one.
1: It's not going to be the court move Uh, I know. Like, basically, the Duchess War was the first time we realized we needed to do two episodes, right? You're right. Yeah, you're right. So, it's not going to be that one. That virgin romance novelist one is pretty short, so maybe it'll be that that one. Okay, that
0: could be cool. Sorry,
1: guys. We're trying.
0: Yeah! We have 40 in the
1: backlog, so we've got to do this podcast for, like, you know five more years at least
0: which is a great i mean i'm i'm up for it yeah fine by me (laughs) okay erin do you have a self-love recommendation i
1: do yeah tell me i yesterday my friend nicole was having a garage sale she lives around the corner and she said would you mind coming over and keeping me company during my garage sale and i was like Mm. yeah it's okay so i went over Mm. there and did you buy her house to no. Buy her whole garage sale? No, but her next door mm-hmm. neighbor. So she was also like, if anyone wants to add to my garage sale, more the merrier, sort of thing. Mm. So her neighbors came out. Her neighbors are moving to Arizona, Lucky Ducks, and um <laughs> they are giving away all of their plants while selling. She has had these plants. Uh, mm-hmm. I know, I know. You're gonna be so fucking jealous. I'll send <laughs> you I'll send you the pictures.
0: Oh, this lady so
1: you. This is a retired couple. She Um. had had these plants since 1971. (gasps) Oh my God. I have a 40 year old jade plant in my house. (gasps) 40 year old ficus. I have some Christmas cactuses that will knock your fucking socks off. Like, it is this jade plant is no shit like three to four feet wide. I have always wanted a jade tree. Yeah. Always.
0: Because because when they get to be fifty years old, they're fucking trees.
1: Yeah, it's it's they're just amazing. like a big uh, round knot of stuff. Yeah, it's, I'm it's so incredible. Jealous. And she said so that she just you. waters them every two weeks, once every two weeks, puts a thing of Miracle Grow in the thing, and waters yep. them. Um, I think they're like too big to fail. I think it's gonna be really difficult for me to kill these plants. I love um, it. So, yeah, so, and my house is, there is a straight up eight foot tall tree in my house now. Um, David was coming home from a work trip and I was like, come to Nicole's house, need truck, bought plants. (laughs) And I already have kind of like a plant problem. Like, these aren't the only plants in my home. Like, I (laughs) have a plant buying issue. Um, Uh Yeah, Michael's,
0: Michael's barred me. Michael doesn't allow me to buy any more plants. So if anybody yeah. ever wants to give me a present, a plant is always welcome.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I have a work project where I save the 50 cent plants at Home Depot. You know, the 50 cent plants mm-hmm. in the back of the Home Depot that are like, Dying, yeah. you pay for it, you take it. Those right. those ones. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's, uh, my house is so much better now. <sighs> it's, yeah. Uh yeah, so fill your house get, with plants. Go get some plants. They just make you so happy. They're so good. Uh huh.
0: Uh. yeah. Well, I'm super jelly.
1: Yeah, uh. you're gonna be. Everyone should be. Just be crazy <laughs> jealous of me.
0: <laughs> we should post them on Instagram to show. I will. I'll show you. I'll text score. them to you right
1: now, and then I'll I'll do it later.
0: Yeah. Okay. My lady love. My self love recommendation this week. This week I stumbled upon a great love of my childhood, and. It made me feel so good, and it brought back so many good memories that I think that you should seek out a great childhood love of yours and just re-experience it. So here's what happened. I was on Netflix the other day, and the 2004 movie of Phantom of the Opera is on Netflix right now,
1: and Phantom of the Opera is like... I just thought it was going to be better.
0: (laughs) go go fuck yourself
1: i was so excited i thought
0: fuck yourself (laughs) andrew lloyd weber and his abusive misogyny have a Mm foothold in my heart space oh i'm not
1: not okay i'm not saying that i've never had sexy thoughts about phantom of the opera like i (laughs) i get it i i can't say that when they yeah. do, like, the sexy song where she's, like, agreeing to go down into the dungeon uh, with him, and yeah. they're talking about it, it's, like, consumes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about it. Oh, but yeah. I just, that movie I was not about.
0: No, no, no. Okay. So it's not about the movie, though. I'm sorry.
1: Dude. No? Okay, 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 Ugh. okay, okay, okay.
0: All right. So when I was younger, one of my, like, there were a few soundtracks to, like, cleaning the house and, and being a child, right? Uh, one of those is Queen's Greatest Hits. Yes. Another one is Madonna's Greatest Hits. Yes. And then the Fan of the Opera soundtrack. Uh-huh. So I have a memory. I don't even know why we were in San Francisco at the time. But I have a memory of finding out that I think somebody surprised my mom with tickets to a touring Fan of the Opera company. I was in the car with my grandfather. We were dropping my mom off to go watch this show. And I was just crying because <laughs> I didn't get to go. <laughs> <laughs> just crying. And then all throughout high school, my choir teacher also loved it. And so we did like, that was one of our, that was one of the go-to shows that in Les Mis that we would just like have fun singing in the choir room, like big, big place in my heart. Um, I thought for a while that I could hit the highest note in the, like, Christine's scene, mm-hmm. then I realized later that she was probably changing the key to a more um, comfortable space. Which, which, <laughs> wait, which, which, no, which one? Which thing? It's it's basically a sound only dogs can hear. Okay. And I'm not doing that to anybody. But what song it's, is it? Um, It's part of the sexy song. It's it's oh, when she does the art. It's, God, I know yeah, exactly the note the, you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. It, oh, boy. Um, Don't get me wrong. The key I was singing in was still fucking high. It just mm-hmm. wasn't... In the canine zone, sure you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I like that you
1: have to justify your. You're like, but I can sing high. No, I I can't. <laughs> I just I am not an. Everyone knows. Everyone who listens to this podcast <laughs> has heard your highest <laughs> octave. Everyone listening to this podcast has had to remove their headphones while running or walking their oh. dog or <laughs> driving in their car. I figured out the compressor.
0: Thank you very much. So <laughs> I figured it out at some point. Okay. Anyway, seek out like every once in a while I'll I'll find Queen's Greatest Hits and put it on. Or um one time it, it came on just randomly, like on Pandora or something, and Fat Bottom Girl came on and I was mm. sitting at the, the dining room table with you know eating dinner and I just started singing and Michael looks over at Ember and he goes Of course your mother knows every single word to this song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make the world go around. Anyway, that's right. Seek out something, like Greece is the same way. Mm -hmm. Seek out something from your childhood that just makes your heart sing. Uh, Oh, and also, I definitely had a a really emotional moment because I remembered um, the song in Phantom where she goes and visits the graveyard um, Mm -hmm. where her dad is. Mm -hmm. Guys, it's so good. Just forget that Andrew Lloyd Webber did a number two. And Mm -hmm. then... It's fine because mm-hmm. two ruins everything. But um, Phantom is is still a good thing.
1: Poor Christine,
0: poor, poor Raul.
1: abused. Huh? Oh, I thought you were just gonna name people who are poor people in that thing. Poor Christine, poor Phantom, poor Raul. Uh, Raul, poor fine. everybody. Raul gets the
0: girl. It's fine. Um, but Christine is like, let's review. Christine is a is an orphan who's then put into a performance company from a childhood where, like, Mm -hmm. child labor laws didn't exist. She's then groomed. No. Wait, 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 wait. She's then groomed from childhood on by this angel of music. Like, the Phantom is sort of a pedophile who grooms her. That's why I've never
1: had sexy thoughts
0: about the Phantom. Yeah,
1: he totally is. I have had a lot of sexy thoughts about Gerard Butler, which was very confusing for me in that movie. It was
0: confusing,
1: yeah. I didn't know it was Gerard Butler for a really long time. Oh, then it it is, is. right? Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he does all the singing and everything. You know,
1: I saw that movie with my friend Cole, um, the golfer you'll remember from Firelight, and he Mm -hmm. said he couldn't like that movie because he felt... That Emmy Rossum in that movie looks like Jerry Seinfeld, and, and that's once insane. you but once you see it, no, you can't unsee it. She I'm does not, not no. in life, but there are times <laughs> in that room movie. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Actually, uh, that seeing that movie was one of the first times I've ever wanted to get in like a public fight too, because let's review. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? I'm, I'm an insane thought- person. So I'm sitting there, I go to this movie with like a gaggle of of women, three of which I don't know at all. It's like a friend, like friends of a friend. Now I'm replaying in my brain, not being able to go see this movie as like probably a nine year old. No, younger than that. I was probably seven or eight. My mom was going to the movie. I'm crying in the car. Okay. So I'm finally like, I'm going to see some sort of production of this show that I love and it is so exciting. And one of these fucking girls down the aisle from me, one of the ladies I don't know, during the sexy song, like with all of the with all the drum and like the you know it's very eighties, but it's like still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts laughing in the middle of my favorite oh, what a bitch. thing.
1: <laughs> oh, what a bitch! I thought you were gonna say she was singing along because I. I cannot abide that stuff. No, I only do along. that in
0: private, obviously. People only do it when in I theaters. am the Only person in the in the room. No, not okay. No, but she started laughing oh, in the middle of like bitch. the climactic scene, and I nearly got up and asked her to go outside. <laughs> like I was not okay. <laughs> yep. She nearly got elbows to the face. <laughs> no. She I had was, no idea. What I
1: was doing, we're just still talking, and I don't people have not, are not listening anymore but what I was doing was I didn't look at my little window that's where I'm at in the <laughs> thing in my FaceTime and I uh-huh. realized that the way I was sitting was all arm and it oh, reminded yeah. me of being at your wedding and having a monster arm um, <laughs> your so wedding photographer arm. told me I had a huge arm and I needed to move my big arm out of the out of the frame no,
0: yeah but, everybody was real mad at him
1: he told yeah. me I had a monster
0: arm oh <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't stopped thinking
1: about it since
0: well michael oh, hasn't no. stopped talking about it since <laughs> that's not true <laughs> it's true <laughs> okay oh, man uh, okay guys you can find us on all the places and i encourage you to follow us because we do fun things sometimes
1: instagram so- if you want to see my plants is at heaving bosoms twitter's mm-hmm. at heaving underscore but bleh, at heaving underscore bosoms heaving bosoms podcast gmail.com facebook heaving bosoms podcast or the facebook group the heaving bosoms geriatric friendship cult which is better than the regular facebook page because you get to make it friends is. it's so fun and is that all the and things then on? no oh and the website you made us a website heaving bosoms podcast at nope.com nope. heaving bosoms podcast <laughs> <dot com.
0: laughs> Yes, so those are the places. chickeny check us out. Oh, and if you want to um, get any of the bonus content that we've chatted about on Patreon, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Heaving Bosoms Podcast, and we are there.
1: And if you so. donate to the Patreon, we'll start doing the shout outs next week.
0: Yeah, we need we to do that Our life is our life is hard. Right we
1: now. are going to so. shout you out next week. We're,
0: we're shouting you out, yeah, yeah, all over the place. Okay. Love you, Erin. I love you, Mel. Love
1: you, everybody. Keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love <laughs> wings that go all the way in. <laughs> Otherwise known as retractable wings. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Right, right. I'm going to press stop and hopefully it doesn't all go away.
0: then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lylas! Okay, back to the show.